Folks, there are three big long-term questions facing the Jets that impact the present and the future. But obviously, these questions aren't ones that we're going to answer in one go, but we might talk about how the Jets can start to address them as Winnipeg prepares for what could be a very intriguing future. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee. You're an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, obviously we have a couple of topics to get through, but really I've got three main questions for the Jets, especially as they head into a rather uncertain season and future. These questions are more designed to be longer term um, thought experiments than you know something in the short term, but it will have present day impacts, right? Especially for this upcoming season. This season is kind of crucial for the Jets in a lot of ways. I think Winnipeg is maybe downplaying in some ways just how critical having a successful year is for pretty much everyone involved. And I think the first group that I want to know is, you know, are the players going to be bought in? Do they trust the vision of this team? I think Winnipeg, you know, recently has shown that when they've drafted guys, they've really pursued players that they feel fit their character mold, right? Uh, guys like McCrory, um, obviously Barlow, uh, another future captain type. And so you're, you're getting a sense that the Jets have a very particular characteristic set, uh, especially when it comes to personality. And that's sort of counter to how the Jets have usually approached things. Um, and then you notice that when the Jets were having training camp and stuff, they made their prospects as available as humanly possible and then let those prospects basically take care of the rest. It was like a free PR thing, and it, I think, worked wonders. You know, you, you see the way that the players interacted with the fans and how the fans immediately attached themselves to these kids. It was actually pretty great to see um, and really gave you a, a positive sense of the vibes. But the prospects may be bought in on their end. The players that I wonder about are the veterans, right? How does Ehlers feel? You know, Nikolai has has been here for a while, hasn't really publicly said a lot about the direction of the team, but I wonder about his, you know, future with the Jets, right? Does he feel like he's got the right role with this team? Does he feel like he's being underutilized? I, I kind of wonder about that. Um, and I know people will say, well, you look at his shift count, and okay, shift count is one thing. But why is his ice time significantly lower than everyone else? Why is he not given prime power play one time when he's one of our top scorers? So a lot of interesting thoughts there, you know. I think traditionally Ehlers has always been used in like a second line role, which is interesting. You know, this past season, he obviously got to go out on the ice more, but everyone else stayed out longer. And that's kind of a, a problem when you just need to give Ehlers more ice time one way or another. Forget shift counts. Just get him out there and make him a, a valuable player. And then you've got Shifley, right? I, I think Mark has really 
for me, been a bit of a disappointment over the past several years. He hasn't really looked engaged with the team. And I feel like when you see him in press conferences, you kind of get the vibe that he's just not happy at work. The start of the season obviously was very different. You know, this past year, he looked like he was bought in. He looked like he believed in Bones. And then something flipped about halfway, and that stopped being the case. And suddenly we're back to um, the, those days when Shifley just looked like he couldn't care less. And, and, and so I think for me, you know, I kind of want to know how the players feel because there was a lot of debate over the uh, start of the offseason when Bowens kind of had one vision of, of how he felt things were. And the players very much communicated a different, you know, scenario. A lot of the players felt like the vibes were good, that the relationships were strong, and that Bowens' criticism was off base, which is interesting, right? You don't see players feuding with the coaching staff very publicly like this, much less the Jets coaching staff calling Winnipeg's players out. Again, it's just not a common thing. So when it finally bubbles up like that, it's usually not the most ideal of signs. I think what Bones did, I, I don't know that I you know, necessarily disagree with this assessment. I feel like it probably could have been handled better. And obviously that relationship going forward may or may not be compromised. I don't know. Maybe they've gotten back on with things and they're just happy to go to work. Hard to say because none of us are in the locker room. But what is very clear is that when it comes comes to like this team's future and how the players feel about it, I, I would have to imagine it's pretty polarized. Hellebuck has basically indicated through his agent that he's not, you know, he's not resigning. Shifley has been very noncommittal about his future with this team. It's just really hard to get a read on how people feel. And then, of course, Dubois wanted out, traded him. Line wanted out, traded him. Uh, obviously, a number of other players have made their exits over the years. And so, for me, I just kind of want to get a sense of okay, with this group that we have now, who actually believes in the future of this team and wants to stick around. Not because I'm like eager to trade everyone who doesn't want to stay, but it would be nice to have a core that's genuinely committed to success and that wants to make Winnipeg actually competitive again. This team, as it is, really has kind of been through the ringer lately, but maybe, just maybe, with the influx of new talent and some of the trade returns that the Jets have got recently, you know, maybe some of the guys who weren't happy with the direction of the team are starting to rethink things, you know. They've got some really high character leadership types coming in. They've got some really cool talent in Lambert, McGrory, and uh, obviously Barlow and, and some of the other young players that might be filtering in. Maybe the veterans have had a change of heart. We're going to know soon enough as the Jets kick off preseason here in a few weeks. Obviously, it's you know maybe more like a month and a half away, but it's going to be here before you know it. And suddenly the Jets are going to be back and we're going to be into what could be a very interesting season. But that's not the only question I have. I've got two more, and one of them concerns the direction of the team. We'll dive into that in just a little bit, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. And if you are a fan of the AL East, maybe you want to place a bet on who you think is going to finish at the top. I'm hoping for the O's. I'm sure some of you are hoping for the Jays. And if you're a Yankees fan, please stop listening. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no matter what, though, whether you're placing a bet on the AL East champion or who you think is going to win the World Series, you can do so all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. When you win, you also get paid instantly. And who doesn't love a little bit of instant gratification? There's no better place to bet than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we are diving into uh, three larger questions that I have for the Jets, not only for the present, but for the longer-term future of this team. Uh, obviously, we just talked about the players and, and who's bought in, right? The prospects, I, I definitely see being bought in. Some of the leadership I could see being bought in, but guys like Shifley, Ehlers, you know, a lot of your really high-scoring and high-profile players, it's not as clear, you know? And, and I think it's, you know... A question that's going to be a problem for Winnipeg because they're trying to remain competitive, but they need these guys to really believe in the direction of this team. And that's my second question. What is the direction of the Jets? I think we're starting to get a sense of it from some of the draft selections they've made. But I think longer term, I kind of want to understand, okay, you've made some really good draft selections. You've made some really high character choices. How do you get those guys to the NHL? And I know that sounds like a really stupid question, but when you think about the fact that the Jets really have not had many players that they've drafted making the team over the past few seasons, you might start to ask yourself if the Jets really have a pipeline or if it's clogged up somewhere. And that I think Winnipeg really hasn't done a good job of managing. You know, Winnipeg has drafted plenty of home run picks. And obviously when you draft guys like that, it's a long shot that they make the NHL. But I feel like Winnipeg has done an especially poor job of actually getting talent into the NHL because they constantly sign players who really block spots and honestly haven't really lived up to their reputations. I feel like it would have been nicer to see some of the younger kids filling in over the past few seasons, maybe giving the Jets more vari- variability, more deception, more flexibility, more skill, all of that stuff that the Jets sacrificed in lieu of or in favor of bigger, slower, heavier players that didn't really contribute enough to the Jets. And so for me, Winnipeg really needs to make clear how they intend to become a winner again. And like I said, I think the first few draft selections from the past couple seasons starts to give us a clearer picture of what Winnipeg is going for. They want guys that are going to be homegrown uh, in a way that are in-house developed. And I think they really want to do go back to the draft and develop model. But my question is, you know, even if that's your, your, your mission and your goal, how do you get guys into the pro leagues and into the NHL? Thus far, we've really seen mixed results over, you know, the past few drafts of that happening. So the Jets have a lot of work to do. And, you know, how will that shape the direction of the team? Are the Jets going to skip free agency? Are they going to be okay with maybe spending here and there? Are they going to rely on ELCs? I don't know. All I know is that we saw a really good recipe for success in 2017, 2018. And since then, the Jets have genuinely struggled to match that, which is kind of it's kind of crazy because like the Jets draft pretty well. They get lots of talent. There's no question that the Jets could probably put together a pretty decent team with a good coaching staff if they made the right roster selections. But it seems like every time the Jets get ahead, they have put an obstacle in front of themselves that has held them back. Loyalty has been one. Accountability has been another. Um, the whole Paul Marie situation was yet another, you know, another obstacle that Winnipeg really didn't overcome so much as, um, I guess Maurice just removed it for the team. So for the jets of the present and future, I think it's really important to figure out what way does this team want to go? Are they going to rely on skill and youth? Is it going to be a team that's going to be more veteran led? 
some of this stuff in the past has kind of been what caused some of the locker room divides, right? The young versus the old, the, the, the gap in generations, and the different ways of seeing how this team should play and be built. And I think that has been difficult for Winnipeg to surmount. Maybe this time, though, maybe this crop of kids is going to be the one that pushes the team into the future. I'm I'm excited about what the Jets might be cooking up, but I'm also a little bit wary of which way they're leaning towards. I think the Jets have shown us hints in the past of, you know, investing heavily into the team. And I know people have said that, you know, Winnipeg has an illusion of not being a cap team, which I think is true. I think some people are, are right that Winnipeg definitely has a reputation of being cheap when recently they really haven't been. I think the question for me is, um, you know, if they're no longer a cap team and if they're going cheap again, how is that going to impact how they build their rosters? I think in some ways saving money might actually be the much better option. You start using your, your prospects more, you start relying on ELCs. That's what made Winnipeg really successful several years ago is you had a good established core of veterans and then around them you filtered in really sparkling young talent that ended up taking the reins and gaining experience to become next level players while still contributing quite a bit as they were then. So Winnipeg, I, I really do feel like could be closer to success than they are far. But I think it really depends on them being, you know, a little bit fortuitous with the number of their prospects that make the NHL and also establishing a way for them to actually graduate to that level. Right now, I don't know that there's really a good ladder. And the only way it seems like new players arrive and get into the lineup is if somebody gets injured or they're acquired in a trade and Winnipeg feels like they're obligated to use them. So a lot for the Jets to digest. And I think a, a big direction change, a big sell on the future could really have an impact not only on the players, but on the fans themselves. That remains my third question. And we'll talk about why the fan base and their response to the team for me is a huge question mark going into the next several seasons. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us on the, tonight's episode and, and these closing thoughts as we talk about you know, three big questions for the Jets to answer. And I've talked about two going forward. Apologies, we might have just cut out there. I was just saying and recapping that we've talked about, you know, players and, and certainly the direction of the team and, and how it's not clear what that is yet. My third big question, though, is how are the fans going to react to what Winnipeg does this year? Obviously, attendance has been on a bit of a downslide. And when you go into Canada Life and you listen to the ambiance and environment, it's dead silent. It's like a mausoleum in there. And I think the team has tried to spice things up and they've tried to bring in some new attractions, some new events, um, and, and really try and spruce up the presentation. But overall, it's still lacking somehow. And the fans don't really seem to be buying into it. And for the Jets, right? Obviously, everyone will always say, well, they're backed by the richest people in Canada. And that is technically true. But I think where that starts to not really impact things is when you start talking about operating budgets and what the Jets are willing to spend on. And for the most part, Winnipeg is very tightly controlled. And I think in the past that has uh, expressed itself in, in reduced uh, rosters and certainly reduced um, competitiveness. Now that the Jets have the public's attention again with some really good young prospects and stuff, I think this would be a really opportune time to consider whether, you know, if you want to put butts in seats, maybe you got to spend a little bit more on the team itself. Now, there's not a lot of cap space to go around, and the Jets might run up against that more than anything, but should the Jets move some salary, should they get some cap space, 
it might be time to go, you know, for, for some big free agents or some big trades. The Jets, I think, of all the teams out there, have the most potential for growth uh, in a positive way from going from being a solid team to being potentially really good. And if they do so, they're going to be one of the cup favorites. I think this team has the ability to rise to that occasion, but they have to do some really big transformations uh, with the team as it is. They've already gotten like halfway there, but there's still stuff for them to do going forward. And if this team starts getting hot and starts playing successful hockey, maybe the fan base is going to be drawn back in. I feel like over the past few years, as a fan in myself, you know, I just feel detached and disconnected from the team. Recently, you know, I, I really got back into it, and obviously I've, I've been doing this and watching the team for years, and I've done so, you know, with the podcast as well. So whether or not I was a fan, I was going to watch the team anyways. But I think in terms of my fan engagement, the start of last season really drew me back in. I was locked in, I was dialed in, and I was one of the Bones Brigade fans. Obviously, I knew that at some point that magical pony ride could certainly end, and you go back from a carriage to a pumpkin. But for the bit that we had it, it felt pretty darn great. We've been stuck with sucky hockey for years, and it's nice when the Jets show up and really put on a show. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for this year. I think the fan base really needs it. I feel like the season ticket sales need it, and the Jets themselves kind of need it. I feel like they've been spinning you know, in circles and kind of um, kicking tires on how to get this team back on track, and it feels like they just also ran out of ideas. There's only so much you can do to, you know, kind of polish up a bit of a turd and that's what the jets were over the past few years is kind of turd like but now things feel like they're shifting and turning in the right direction i just wonder is it too late for the fans do they feel like they've already been burned by this team to the point where there's just no engagement i'm hoping not because i feel like if winnipeg has finally turned things around and maybe on the bath path to like a quality franchise going forward Maybe this is the ideal time for new folks to get involved, to get excited about Jets hockey, and for old fans to really rekindle their passion. But like I said, you know, the Jets have had such a mediocre last few years that I think my big worry is people are going to look at this team and just not feel like they really deserve to uh, have their money and, and time. And I, I think that would be disappointing because this Jets team you know, at the end of the day, right, it's it's still entertainment. It's just a product. And while it is a very strong connection for Winnipeggers, obviously, you know, that local sports team that you love means more than sometimes your family for some folks. At the end of the day, right, you can only control so much. And sometimes you just have to accept that things are never going to be as ideal as you want them to be. But I think for the fan base, you know, there's this, this new bit of um, – Oh, gosh, what's the word? Maybe um, skepticism. I think skepticism around the direction of the team. And I think that's going to have a big impact on ticket sales, even if the fan base is excited about the young kids and prospects. Because as it is right now, the Jets are kind of running it back for the most part, except for uh, Dubois and the, the guys that they got in that trade. But other than that, there aren't as many other major changes. I mean, Wheeler going is going to have a pretty big impact. But by the same token, he was bad enough on the ice at times to where the change that probably occurs is the team gets better. So a lot of things to mull, a lot of questions to answer. I feel like, you know, this offseason has only answered parts of them for me. I'd be curious to know if you feel any of these are, are closer to resolution and also to get your own questions for the Jets in the comments below or at my social medias at HL Living Local and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. But for tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. 
Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here next week, so stay tuned. Be sure to uh, follow, like, and subscribe. And as always, go Jets go.